And the bad thing about reading this via, via audiobook is I don't know how any of it's spelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh my goodness. No, but all the words, I just keep like saying them because they're weirdly addicting. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I won't, I won't get into what I was right. just going to say because I'll get into it later. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Today we are reviewing The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Yes. Um, who has become one of my favorite authors just because of this book series. I've read um, The Name of the Wind, The Wise Man's Fear, and um, The Slow Regard of Silent Things. So and those are all the ones that are out that are technically in the main frame of this series, I guess. And the series is called The King... Kingkiller Killer Chronicles, Chronicles, I think. Yeah. Does he? Does he, did he say how much he wants? How many books he wants to eventually put in? I don't know, but um, book three, the Doors of Stone, which is currently he's working on it. He has been working on it for a while now. Well, we'll say that just to be just to be uh, <laughs> nice. But um. I guess I guess it's supposed to be like the wrapping up all of the Quoth story kind of a thing, but then he kind of ideally wants to write more things in the world, ah, like cool. other sub yes. subsections, like that don't they aren't like directly related to everything. Yeah, everyone's hanging on to with the Quoth story, like yes, by like all Quoth, those Quoth big is questions. the main character. If you're wondering, ah uh, yes, <laughs> if you did not. Um, we will give you spoiler-free recommendations if you're like, what is this? Does it sound interesting? Should I read it? And then we'll after that, we'll get into non, non, spo- no, spoiler stuff. So yeah. we'll actually talk about it. But we'll, we'll let the you beginning, know. Yeah, the beginning will be just like general vagueness. Um, does this author do any other works? I didn't, I don't know. He's done some, well, I guess, um, The Slow Regard of Silent Things is technically a part it's related it's about one of the secondary characters that you are introduced to in the name of the wind but that character like they have a different story completely yeah it's just like adding a lot more depth to that character basically you don't need this information as far as i know like Obviously, I don't know everything because the third book yeah. hasn't come out well, as of recording. Cool. That would be cool if he did a lot of, like, littler books on side characters. Like, one, yeah. on, one on a different character, maybe, like, the Chronicler. I think there is one on Bast. Really? Um, I haven't read that I, one, I, I but assume, I should get into it. I assume they get more into that in the second book. Maybe not. I <laughs> <The laughs> <laughs> say, I don't know. Um, all right, so... We'll go, after that was a little bit of some info, we'll go into general thoughts of the book itself, spoiler-free, first. All right. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the book was actually very good. It was very well done. I think he said it himself in his introduction thingy where he kind of drew drew inspiration from J.R.R. Uh, J. Tolkien, The Lord of the Rings, yeah. and one other, what was the other one, did he say? I want to... Oh, Narnia? S- the, yes, yes. I think uh, it was the, that series? It was Narnia, Middle Earth, and one other that I hadn't read. But so if you're thinking of, well, what is this like? It is kind of like those. It's not because it's different in its own regard, but it has yeah. that same um, old time, medieval time, uh, solid world building and uh, semi magic. I, I would like to equate it more in the. Uh, Lord of the Rings, where the magic is less 
um, commonplace, I guess I'd say. Yeah, it's like uh, kind of the magic you see in this book is similar to like Gandalf's magic, maybe. It's just kind of mysterious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of always in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's not quite like Gandalf's, well, though, because like the Gandalf's, main characters use it a lot. I would say it's like Gandalf's if it was explained well and had yes, a system yes, to it. Yes. Um, that The magic is called, well, sympathy and naming, but we'll just stick with those. <laughs> yeah. And there's Sigildry yeah. and there's others. I think there's yeah. like 14 different types yeah. of magic in and this I, or something. I really appreciated how the magic wasn't. Well, the naming is a little bit more like m- magic you think of, where it's just like, ooh, I'm going to do this, like, get fire or something for free, <laughs> kind of. But the the sympathy, which is the more accessible one, is you actually have to work and ha- yeah. take effort to do anything. So, yeah. That was cool. The characters are all pretty solid, which I... Well, it's a nice relief, <laughs> I guess you could say, because so, a lot of times you get a good world and sad character or story so yeah it always helps <laughs> well this this is i think the weakest part of this well let's, let's just start on the strong points like like jeff was saying the characters are all very well written um and the settings are all very well written like you feel like you're in a lot of these places mm-hmm. when you're reading it but as far as plot and orderliness is concerned you're basically just following this dude along his life and just step by step. Yeah, but so it's but not like there's a clear goal in mind. Yes, there are like overarching themes, yeah, but, but it's the, not like always focused on the those. way they do it, it. It works in my mind. Like, it does. It, 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 it says, oh, it, it sets up something cool, which well, because it's spoiler free, we won't get into it. Yeah, it's but. kind of more of a wandering plot, maybe like Lord of the Rings. Like you have the main objective of destroying the ring. But you sometimes kind of forget that, and there's major, like, things you do along the way, <laughs> which take up all of your attention at the yeah. moment. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like you ever get lost in doing nothing in that Yeah, sense, it always keeps nice. moving. He's always learning new skills that are going to help him later down the road. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, guess we should, I guess we should say that um, I've read this, um, I think it was, like, December or so. I started reading these, and... Jeff just read these last week. Like yes, he started I, Thursday, I think. So I, I listened to the audiobook, but we can say read because it sounds better. Yeah. Um, it was 28 hours long, <clears throat> and I listened to it in like four days because I could listen to podcasts and audiobooks in my work. So I just like said, all right, I'm listening to this book. And so I did it <laughs> in four days because eight hours, 28, it works pretty good. And just as a side note, if you've got a job where you can do this, like I've I've found it just it adds so much to your day instead mm. of maybe maybe less efficiency because you get to a good part and you and stop working maybe, for a second just maybe to focus slightly. a little bit say ooh what's going to happen but <laughs> like maybe a little guilty here <laughs> but yeah if you can do it and I guess do it in good conscience conscience then I mean even not if you're gonna say oh I gotta make dinner or do the dishes just throw it in throw it on the yeah. Start it and listen to it while you Anytime do it. Anytime when do you're doing tasks. something with your hands that doesn't require a lot of mental. Yeah. So. Which is it's it's kind of excellent nice. time for audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. Say like you can feel like you're kind of get, getting something while you're doing other things, like a plus, like a Yeah, I extra. love the two for ones. <laughs> I love the two for ones. Yeah. Always nice. All right. Um let's all right, get let's, into recommendations. Yes, all right. So before 
we get into all the nitty gritty in case you either don't want to get spoiled and want to read it or seem interested we'll tell you and then after that we'll actually get into all the juicy bits <laughs> um i would definitely recommend this book especially if you like the medieval type settings fantasy stuff um i'd say it's lighter on the magic if you're into like a more magic heavy series more i don't know about later books but this book at least is less i mean it is and it isn't but it's less focused on that magic aspect as far as like compared to something like uh harry potter or something like that yeah so but but it does have it in there and it it's not um it's not loose <laughs> uh, i don't know what the right term is but it's fairly nicely constructed too it seems plausible enough for the most part let's put it that way so i would definitely recommend it's a yes for me from me <laughs> um I'm, I'm gonna give it a strong yes and if you know me super well and we've talked about books then you've probably heard me talk about it a lot <laughs> oh my gosh funny thing on the book podcast I I um there's two parts that I that you mentioned about this book that I listened to and I said oh that's the part he was talking about when we listened when you were talking about it oh yeah you had, I think it was two different parts but I was like oh I'm listening to it. That's okay. <laughs> now I can know what he is saying back then. I don't remember the parts, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you once we wrap this section up. All right. Um, it, just, it is, it is a super long commitment. Like Jeff was saying, 28 hour audiobook and the physical book, I think it's around a thousand pages, maybe like 900 something. So it's, it's a large book, but there is, there aren't really any boring parts. There's only one part that I thought was kind of boring and I mean this would vary from person to person just based on what you're interested on but after this part like for me it was towards kind of the beginning-ish of the book first seven chapters or so after that everything was completely captivating and the first time that I listened to the audiobook I was listening to it at nights before I was going to bed and I ended up not getting very much sleep that week let's just put it that way <laughs> so it's super it, it just caught my attention and it might not be for everybody but you should at least give it a try like if, say, no, if you're into the fantasy kind of thing yeah, no harm in starting it and being like well you know i guess this isn't for me or oh i don't really have the time but unless you're one of those people who feel morally obligated to finish a book that oh, you start I, I don't realize that because i'm really not <clears throat> i'm like the worst because I'm the opposite, like, I'll start a thousand books and be happy, because I like, I like more, like, the thrill and the setup of a, a new concept, and then after that, just, like, eh, I'm good, like, I don't, I don't have any true need to finish something, unfortunately. All right, is, is that it for recommendations? Yes, can... I think so, so now, if you want to, if you want to read or listen to the book without getting spoiled, now is the time to leave, so goodbye, and have a good time, and then come back and listen to this. Or if you already read it, then you're in the right place. Or if you don't care and you just want to hear us talk about something that you don't know, kind of like the Super Train episode, <laughs> then you <True>. can. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe the. <laughs> All right. So you, the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna do a, a general overview on the whole book. So it follows Quoth, 
which is the main character. It's Kvothe. 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 I, I know I can't say it, okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Even, that's fine. It, it, I, it I'll forgive been, you for that. It would have been worse if I read it, because I've been like, Kvothe? Kvothe? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> it's like K-V-T-H. Yeah. It would be Wait, something no, even wrong. But, um, you, Caleb, you're just going to have to bear with how I say No, that's name. fine. That's Kvothe. fine. Yeah. Um, he It follows that character. He's a redheaded young lad with a lot of uh, smarts and stupidness. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and he's very ambitious. Okay, yeah. Like, he's super driven for, like, certain things, right things that he's yeah. convicted by. And you see him, like, lose his temper in several times, and when he loses his temper, it, it, something's gonna go down. It's gonna be a wild scene. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, he starts out in... <clears throat> what did they call it? Uh, I don't remember what they call them, but they're, like, the professional traveling... Um, performers. The Adimaru. Adimaru, which would be like, I guess, is their, that book's world version of like a, what are they named in the real world? The traveling. They're like traveling performers. Yeah, there's a name for them. Like, they're like circus people. Well, there's a, the well there's some people would refer to them as gypsies. Yeah, that's the name I was thinking. That's kind of more of a derogatory term well at least it's come to be that i didn't realize but i mean everyone would associate them with the modern term gypsy yeah so yeah but they're like the top tier of those um, yeah he goes constantly out of his way to say that they're not just normal traveling (laughs) people they're like the best of the best the most professional they don't steal people's stuff or Mm. um scam them out of their money or anything they, they take pride in um the performance so yeah which is kind of neat um it follows that for a little bit and then it goes into a little bit of quote in the one of the cities as a i guess a beggar uh like a street orphan spoiler oh yeah we should we should say how he got there (laughs) well well i'll just go through a brief overview and then we can oh okay 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 and then he goes to a university and does some magical things and then he's he's the rest of the book, he's at the university, basically, and he does some other things, fights a dragon, and that's pretty much it. Well, not exactly <laughs> a dragon, but... Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's the brief overview, because there's a lot more to unpack. But the one thing which I love about this book, well, and, and hate, but I'll get to that a lot later, um, is the fact that this all takes, this whole book takes place in <laughs> an inn or a tavern. Like, they don't move at all it's just like one in and they're sitting there he's and, narrating yeah, the how, whole story <laughs> how this goes down and the, it's just so comical to me that like it's basically a story inside a story so we're actually introduced to quoth as his older more mature more weathered and um burnt out state basically um after he did all these things and there's a guy named the chronicler who comes and basically takes stories from all the quote-unquote important or famous people and so they're just basically in this tavern, and he's writing down the story that um, Quoth is is talking about. So the whole story <clears throat> book takes takes place in a tavern, and that's like they don't go away from that. Even though I mean he talks about it, and so it's not in the tavern, but they're always in the tavern, and it just like is this weird funniness. And eventually, uh, at some points, they go in. Or they go out of the story that Quoth says and, like, talk, like, do a little, like, they call them interludes of this, like, random banter about the tavern, or in the tavern. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. 
I, I just appreciated that. I was like, oh, what a what a neat way to do this. And also the this isn't really realistic. I, I'm not going to be that guy. I am going to be that okay. guy for a second. But it's not super realistic just because Quoth has to talk super fast <laughs> to get this all said in 28 hours <laughs> for the audiobook, basically, if you're breaking the fourth wall or whatever. <laughs> but it, it does say that Chronicler can write really fast. Like, he can I write can as fast as Quoth can talk. Well, in the, in the beginning at the book... He says something to somebody, and he says, can you listen to me, like, triple fast, or triple words, or something crazy. Oh, he listens, he listens. That was to the guy. That hear was, me three times. Yeah, is that, was he saying he can speak, like, that fast? Is that what No, it, okay. it's, it's, when they say in the, these books, I'm telling you this three times, it's basically what they say before they, they're going to tell you something really important no. that you need to remember. Okay, I wasn't 100% sure what he was directly referencing. Yeah, so it's that. like I'm saying this like with yeah. triple the weight of how I normally speak, I guess, kind of yeah. is what that and means. And that does incur occur in some literature back in the day, too. Oh, really? I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know that, Caleb. I didn't know that. I haven't read a lot of, like, really old stuff, so... Anything you want to add, I guess, Caleb? Uh, I mean, we aren't going to be able to do the overview justice, so just because yeah. there's stuff we're yeah, always I mean, going to forget. I mean, in the in the next sections, we'll, yeah. like... We'll go over we'll the stuff. We'll give you better details when we talk about sections. That basically. comes into our minds. So this is, like, the brief overview, and then we're going to get into more... Which would still be a brief overview, since, like, there's gonna be stuff that we oh, forget. Definitely. There's just so much detail in this yeah. book. I, I wanna, I wanna say, make a quick disclaimer, I'm gonna be seemingly extra harsh when I talk about this book in some places, because it was that good. It's like that, um... Oh, you upped your level yeah, of criticism. Yeah, yes, it's like that saying, match, like, if something's, like, good, then, like, the critiquing is gonna be more minute and pin, not pinpointed, but, like, more scrutiny, basically. Yeah. So then, so I, and from this book, you kind of have to do that. To, to so the harsher <laughs> Jeff is, the more respect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I was, I was impressed, but I needed, I was expecting something greater. Maybe I don't know. Oh no! I hyped it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> All right. Let's get into uh, key themes and characters that we kind of liked. Like, there's the obvious one of Quoth, and we aren't going to be able to like tell everything about his character, but we can get into like just some little specific things. Like, did you notice any specific things about Quoth that caught your eye that you're like, Oh, I really like that. Okay. I really love the dichotomy dichotomy of him being very smart, like a genius, but him also being, because this takes place when he's a kid being that stupid young kid. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's not a super big dichotomy because I guess it's kind of general that a kid would be brash and, and stupid but i feel like if you're writing a genius character you forget to say oh this at, or when he's a kid this, this guy is like still human he's gonna make mistakes he's not gonna be genius in everything or 100 percent of the time or if he's blinded by something which i i had a good appreciation i said yeah i can get behind that yeah so i i like that about his character i noticed that <laughs> i noticed about that as well um that he's like super smart when it comes to some things like inventing like this plan of how to accomplish whatever it is he wants to or 
devoting all his focus to his music so that he can become the best musician he can be or something like that. But then at other points, like you were saying, he's just like an ignorant kid. And you see this with his relationship with Denna, especially. That's like his quasi girlfriend kind of oh this this is the part i hate about this book but but basically denna like denna is very like kind of hard to get ish and but she does kind of flirt with quoth a decent amount like a lot more than any of the other guys like the other guys um that she hangs out with they're just like hopeless and they know it but they still hang out with her because she's pretty and nice and smart and whatever. But when she spends time with Quoth, she actually does um, give, like, a few, like, hints and flirtatious lines and whatever, but Quoth is just, like, totally ignorant to all of that. Like, he kind of... He understands that he likes Denna, but he doesn't want to say anything because he's afraid that he'll ruin it, just like all the other guys. They just... She leaves them and moves on. So he's just super afraid to say anything ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I'm not going to get into my dislike for that that portion, I guess I should say, of the book. Um, but another character is um, the scribe, which I mentioned, uh, Devin something. It starts with a C, I think. The Chronicler? Yeah. But he has an actor. Devin Lattice? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're I right. Think. It's something like that. Yeah, but he's the chronicle. He's just the guy who's writing the book. <clears throat> writing the, not the book. Writing the sto- writing down the story. Scribing, chronicling, whatever you want to call it. Um, he doesn't play a lot of much in the book. Maybe just here and there. A little more towards the end. But still, nothing much. Not crazy. <clears throat> it's interesting that he... He has like hidden attributes. Yeah, like, he went to the university thing. He's a lot he's a lot more than he appears to be on the surface. Like he went to the university and he was a great student there. He actually wrote the common mating the mating habits of the common dracus yes, which quoth uses information from that book <laughs> to fight um the dracus that like Jeff was saying earlier. I call it a dragon though. <laughs> it's dragon like, right? Yeah, it, ha- yeah. it breathes fire. So <laughs> it's a big lizard. But and he also na- he also knows the name of fire, which if you get into the book like towards the later sections, like knowing any of the names, pretty impressive. Is a super big yeah, deal. I, I mean, you can get that from even the first book. Yeah, like nobody knows yeah. names, <laughs> and Quoth doesn't even learn the the name of the wind to until like, like later yeah, in this book, like almost the very end, basically. It starts out like that's what whets his appetite for the magic. In general, is he sees um, what's the ben. name of his teacher? Yeah, Ben. I think he is a uh, Abernathy something. Yes, but they, his quote calls him Ben. It's easier to remember. Yeah, <laughs> he sees him use the name of the wind, and he he is immediately drawn to that, drawn to him, and then Ben joins their troop of the Adima Rue because. Uh, Quoth is still with the his parents and the Adimaru traveling at that time, and he learns from Ben like all about the basics of um, what's it called sympathy, sympathy, yes. um, which that's is like the they're kind of like their magic system too. Yeah, it's a kind of magic where <laughs> it's like like objects. So the more similar things are to each other, the more of kind of a bond mm-hmm. they have with one another. 
so you can use that you kind bond. Of have to, like link it to yeah. something, and it takes a lot of concentration. Like it's like, um, they call it an ailer, but I think that's just the concentration or the thought. Yeah, that's like the will that yeah. you use. And then there's that one more. There's a binding or something like yeah. the actual act of what it what you'd be doing. So it, it's like they they state it well in the book. I don't remember. What exactly they said, but it's it's useful, but it's not it's not the storybook magic where you can't use it in every situation. Like if you're in a fight, it would be it's too it, slow. It would be possible to do something with it, but you'd have to be a super genius. Yeah, you see, both use it to escape from like the thugs in the mm-hmm. alleyway. Like he uses it to catch mm-hmm. them on fire. He uses mm-hmm. a little bit of um, yeah, but it was also in conjunction with a certain type of metal that burnt bright too. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah all useful in its Yeah, own. he's using his wits just as much as the magic in that case. Yeah. Um, let's see. Should we should we just kind of go through why Kvoth moves from the Edema Rue and ends up in Tarbian in the city? Sure. So basically they're traveling, his pa starts to make a so- a song about the Chandrian, which is basically like Ooh. this crazy legend about these crazy evil people basically storybook villains i say it's funny because the story references uh the dark sorcerer and another character that is common in plays which is definitely the author saying it's common in uh, our books and (laughs) media which is funny it's like ah i see what you're doing there um but yeah so he's starting to make this song about them and he's gathering all these um like folklorists and trying to piece it together to make a cohesive story and apparently the Chandrian are fine with loose bits but they do not like anything that is truly telling of their what they are who they are so they and their names especially and their names even though they they like fail really badly at their job too (laughs) okay which is funny because they have all the power to not fail but they just happen to fail it is strange like there's something that the Chandrian it's kind of mysterious because they're portrayed by everyone as mysterious and like completely powerful yet there's like slight little hints that almost give you the feeling that they have some sort of key weakness that they can't do exactly what they want to do yeah and they they definitely want to hide their orange origins, and it must be for a good purpose, more or less. That's what I'm. They're very secretive. I'm, that's what I'm hoping, at least. Um, and so they kill his whole troop, not only his family, because his father doesn't sing a song until he's done writing it. But he sang a tiny bit of it in front of the crowd at um, a certain occasion. So he kills the whole troop. Not his. Not we don't know if Ben is still alive because he moved on before. Yeah, yeah, Ben. He the old, old yeah, troop. he he settled down in like a little town. He found along a widow and got married away. Yeah. What a guy! <laughs> but it was a rich widow, so you know there's more than <laughs> <laughs> that's how he gets orphaned. He somehow by a small miracle survives the encounter. And then the 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 Chandrian he like comes across this scene and everyone is, in his troop is dead and the Chandrian are still just. Hanging out around, <laughs> they're, they're like just hanging around the fire, like having a strange good time with it. Unfortunately, and this is where I say they're funny because they don't they're they're careful, but they're not careful enough because one of the I guess it it seemed like a servant to the main guy, the dark the the shadow dude. Heliax. 
that's the shadow dude, right? Yeah, Heliax. And, and then he was talking to one of his subordinates who is kind of Cinder, wilder. Yeah. He, like, uses all the names out in the open, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> oh, oh, look, there's a kid right there listening to us use our names. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, they just leave, which the le- leaving part was a little, that's why I said a small miracle, because it definitely yeah, was. It so, is, there was way more than that to that than It's strange that leaving. they didn't just kill him there. It's like um, they had a sinister purpose. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I have different theories, but... Um, I mean, there's so many theories. Yeah, and yeah. it'd be fun to get into those. Uh, this might be an extra long podcast. <laughs> we just get there's tired. no way we can get into all the theories. Yeah, <laughs> well, I want to get into a maybe few. Maybe a few, yeah. Um, but, uh, so then he is, like, very shocked, because he's only, like, 10 at this point. He, um, and so he tries to survive on his own in the woods uh, for a little bit. He takes... he's. He's like a prodigy boy. I said he's kind of a genius, so he like he he remembers like almost everything, and he can play instruments and he's a decent actor because he's from the Edimaru. And so he takes his father's lute and goes in the woods and survives kind of and plays the lute and tries to forget what happened. Basically, yeah, he's like super depressed and scarred yeah. from the incident which i mean makes sense yes. he's just a kid yes. and he <laughs> like sees the whole troop murdered yeah. and the people who did it just like sitting there yeah, laughing about it basically and right. then he's the only one he's the only survivor so you see this he shuts this out of his mind completely for a very long time in the book and he only kind of admits like the memories back into his mind for little bits a while, later like, on really yeah. far on Yep, and so then he finally, eventually, meander or meanders or hobbles his way to a city, because his loot strings all broke. Yeah, or enough loot strings. I think broke two of them broke. No, it was like it was at least till there's three. Yeah, I think there was like three left, and he he finally left. Yeah, he was playing with like a a limited number of strings, Uh, which actually he actually was good at it. Yeah, and it comes to play. uh, It comes back to use later in the story. What I really appreciate with this is. For the most part, this it has um, uh, the good the writing term of Chekhov's gun. I think that's what it's called. Where if you mention something in the story, it better have some relevance, or you shouldn't have ever mentioned it in the first place. Hmm. Or uh, I won't explain the analogy on the podcast because it'll take a lot, not a lot of time, but it'll take yeah. Some but time. I get the concept. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. I I liked how there was a lot of that in it, and so that, it kind of makes you pay attention to the details a little bit more especially for future books. Yeah, my first time through this, I I missed so much, like, looking back. Um, there's just so many details that you have to keep track of, and I'm sure, like, there's still things that I've missed that I've only gotten in, like, YouTube videos of people theorizing and stuff, yeah. and I'm like, whoa, there's that association? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to look up some of those. Hopefully not, don't, not getting spoiled, but we'll see. I haven't gotten into any of that yet. Um, so he basically survives in the city... Uh, in what is that city called? Tarbian. Tarbian. He's he is a orphan street rat um, uh, beggar in Tarbian, and he survives there for like four, three, two years. I don't remember, but it's it's a decent time. It was like, like two he years-ish. kind of becomes like a a teenager in that time. Yeah, and so he he just has a rough time of it all, and then some by some chance he ends up leaving how did he why did he end up leaving in the end oh um, the the guy a storyteller that he heard tipped him like reawakened his curiosity and um 
want to learn more, I guess. And he finally like woke up from his dreariness. I think that was the big turning point for him there. Yeah, he w- he was looking for information about the Amir who were supposedly like these ancient knights and there's some kind of correlation between their origin and it being a similar time to the origins of the Chandrian and also but like the that's be- not clear the beginning they go into like the super beginning lore of like the early cities of the whole place and like that's also kind of ties into the Chandrian and a whole bunch of crazy craziness goes down there um, but yeah, at, at any rate, he eventually makes his way over to the university. Is Does it have a name other than just the university? No, it's just the university. university. It's the which, only one. <laughs> which I, I really appreciated this because back in the medieval times, if you knew, I mean, if you knew a lot of like advanced science and stuff like that, it was kind of looked upon as like frin- a little bit fringe, not not totally, but a little bit like out there. Like I said, the, it's med- like the medieval almost, yeah. if you know science. Yeah, the Middle Ages wasn't as bad as some people might imagine, but it did have that still in it. So I liked how not only did they do magic, but they did what you some people would think was magic by just like common, not common knowledge, but higher educated knowledge, which I thought was a cool little thing to add in there. Yeah, and on the way to the university, he meets Denna for the first time. Uh, I oh, keep coming right. back to Denna. Jeff yeah. wants to yeah, <laughs> keep I, the focus I, I, away. At one point, I'll, I'll get into my gripes. <laughs> Anyways, he meets Denna, but then he and she was like, "You should come with me" or something like that. And he ends up saying like, "No, this is. I'm going to the university. I've dream, dreamed of this. My I've dreamt. I've dreamt of this my whole life. I have to." I have to go to the university and learn as much yeah. as I can. Is and, basically. and there's a, there's a big library there. That what's re- that's what really draws him into, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, the library is like huge. There's like, how many? There's like a million books or yeah. something insane. Something crazy. more than you could ever think of reading the titles of even. Um. So he, he ends up at the university. There's like seven. Seven H, including the Chancellor dude, like headmaster guys who all specialize in a certain subject. Yeah. Um, there's like grammar or literature, uh, books, uh, like um, building things, kind of. Oh, Alexadal. Yes. He's the cool one. <laughs> um, the crazy guy, the Chancellor. The loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the mean guy, the who does sympathy, his cohort. I don't know what he does. Oh, that's out. Oh. No, That's Elksadal. Elksadal no, no, does no. the sympathy, right? No, he does the building things. Um, Hem, Hem's, Hem's Hem, work. yes, Hem. He does Master the sympathy. Hem, yes. He's uh, the one who they never all, I mean, likes Quoth. Yeah, they all they all do, like, they're all good at everything, but they just specialize in certain things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few others that I don't remember what they do or their names, but there's, like, seven big guys, head, head honchos, seven or eight, I don't remember. And I think it's eight. <clears throat> It's like seven and the master, I yeah. think. The and then so he gets accepted in university through some crazy craziness. <laughs> yeah, uh, he has to prove himself, and he kind of cheats, cheats on yeah. the exam <laughs> by watching the other people. No, even though he should, he did. <laughs> but um, yeah, he does impress them. That was good. Yeah, he impressed them so much that they paid him to come to the university. Mm-hmm. They gave him. They Three. they say that. They would pay him. Was it two or three? It was three silver talents. 
Yeah. I think. Which was good because he was basically broke. Yeah. And he needed that. Like, basically the whole story, he's pretty much flat out broke until, like, tiny (laughs) peaks, and then he makes bad money decisions and then broke. Uh, And then... Oh, some money, bad money decisions, bro. <laughs> you do feel, you feel the financial tension of his, his straits in this which, book all the time because he's always right on the edge of his is next so, deadline. It's so comical to me because like all he needs to do, because this guy's like a master loot player, which is like... The, he doesn't realize his like He like, just needs to go into the like. singing, the better district, because in the university there's like the university side and like across the river there's the more built up town that's not as keen to the university and likes like uh, the arts a lot more and they're wealthy people because they have the convenience of the university there like all he needs to go is do is go to the other side and like be a street performer and like put out his hat and like play the loot <laughs> or whatever for like a night <clears throat> or like three nights every week and he'd be fine for the rest of his time <laughs> but no he decides I don't actually want to utilize this great skill I have <laughs> it's just kind of comical he and he has it like throughout the whole thing. Like, if he only was able to scrounge a terrible loot in um, what a Tarbian, he could have been not in uh, street orphan like the whole time. Like, it's like, come on, man! <laughs> You're just like waiting for him to not be forget what his skills are. They're yeah. so sad. Or just like just go up to somebody in the inn and say, hey, let me play that. Like, you'll see. <laughs> uh, he does run across trouble though because. Well, in order yeah. to play in some of the places, you had to have like a a, a patron, and yeah, for re- like because of his enemy that he kind of made at the university, his Ambrose. name's Ambrose. <laughs> um, he, Ambrose is he's super your, wealthy. He's your typical noble brat, basically. If yeah, you're into this. But he's not the typical one. He's like super smart compared yeah. to the typical one. Yeah, he's your he typical mild. The mannerism, the the um, pettiness is typical for a yeah. rich noble. Yeah, that's a, that's what I should say. But anyways, Ambrose makes it so that he tells all of the basically the local inns that if they sponsor Quoth, that he's just gonna make, make their, their life miserable business basically destroyed because he has the financial power to do so. And so Quoth literally cannot get a sponsor to even though he's an amazing loot player. So he has to end up going to a place called the Aeolian. Or well, I guess it's not necessarily the, the reasoning, but yeah. he finds his way to the Aeolian, which is like the big music place. Music hall, it's kinda And he ends up you have to perform uh, a song well enough for the owner to give you your talent pipes, which is basically just like a little necklace that you wear that allows you to perform yeah, there. It, it signifies that you're like an exceptional musician or whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's like, like a sign you, of you're quality. Like, yeah, you're like the best of the best, basically. Um, and that helps you get into places. But that he actually gets that before Ambrose shuts him down. Okay, yeah, yeah. so I got the order a little bit but, wrong there. But yeah, it's basically the general thing. So he doesn't, he doesn't get along with that dude. Um, Let's see. He does really good in the university. They have, like, really short terms, basically. Well, no, they're actually pretty equivalent to, like, a semester. Yeah, they're, like, normal college. I guess guess it felt short in my mind for some reason. But they're, like, they have, like, college semester (laughs) uh, semesters, basically. And um, every time he has to, you get interviewed and you, based on how well the interview goes, you, is decided your 
tuition fees, so that's why he's kind of always in yeah. money trouble too. <clears throat> he's one time he's so desperate for money that he basically sells his soul for <laughs> yes basically <laughs> he goes he goes to like this super sketchy money lender called Davy and she was it Debbie Debbie Davy um I, I imagine D E V I E Debbie so in the second book he it's the same audiobook wait, okay, wait, wait. reader the, but wait. he pronounces it differently oh okay okay <laughs> wait so at the end of the first book did he get his blood back because it says i left that day with this much money and a vial of my blood does that does that say he cleared up his debt with debbie it is very strongly implied. Like, I gathered that it okay, was that. Okay, Because I couldn't figure out if he... Because he didn't directly say it, but it, it yeah. kind of interpreted, like, oh, I... I'm I, pretty I, sure that's what okay, it was, yeah. Okay. I wasn't that sure. I was like, did he actually get that <laughs> paid off or not? But, yeah, he ends up basically having to give her some of his blood, which is super dangerous because... Um, that's a good link. If you're good with um, sympathy. sympathy, then you can use someone's blood to cause someone a lot of harm because by like, like adding fire or energy yeah. to it. You could burn them alive pretty much. The Where were we? Oh yeah, he sold he sold his blood blood soul basically. <laughs> B- basically, he made a really bad financial decision. <laughs> yes, he keeps making bad financial decisions. This is why this okay. This character is semi infuriating. It is. Like, you get super desperate. Another time when I was reading, like, like, he's at at the Aeolian, and he wins, he just wins his talent pipes, and I forget the reasoning, but he meets Denna there um, after all this time, and he's just like, whoa, you're Denna? And she kind of, like, pretends that she doesn't recognize him, I think, right? Yeah, they both do. Yeah. They both, like, play... Like they never seen each other, which is kind of funny. But I forget how it comes about. Some for somehow he like offers her his talent pipes. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember why that was? As a gift for singing. Oh yeah, because them. she kind of helped him get it because yes. she like he sang a song where a random audience member would participate with him. Or hoping, hoping that. And then she was the one who did it, and all he knew was her voice. And then he, like, searches around desperately after the show, after he wins his talent pipes, to try to find the voice. And he talks to, like, all the the ladies there to try to... Figure out who was the singer. Figure out who it was, and he can, like, judge based on their voice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he finally finds Denna, which isn't necessarily her real name. Diane. She goes by a lot of different names. Um... But then, yeah, he offers her his talent pipes right after getting them, and they're like his his ticket to financial freedom, <laughs> so to speak. And and thankfully, she doesn't take them. But it, it it's insane how desperate he is. Yeah. For, like, it's unclear why he does this. It's just, I guess, he was so grateful for her beautiful singing that he had to give her a substantial gift or something. Yeah. Um, and then, so that goes on, and basically the rest of the book is just his, kind of his adventures in the university. Towards the end, they, he goes off towards a town, and in searching for more of the Chandrian, oh, he gets banned from the library, which is uh, funny, that happens <laughs> by Ambrose, well, and partly his fault, for other reasons too, but, um, he gets banned from the library, which is like his, one of his main <laughs> reasons to go there, 
unfortunately. So he's like very upset. So he's like kind of getting a little desperate for information on the tangerine. He goes, he hears a rumor at one of the inns that he's staying at and plays at occasionally. And, or he was at the inn for a different reason, but he hears the rumor. He goes, he buys a horse, <laughs> accidentally gets a good deal, rides really fast to um, the town in one day. And he gets a big magnet stick <laughs> that's, that's <very laughs> from the tinker, from yeah, the tinker, um, to sell his horse. Uh, and what was it? Oh, goes to the town. Denna is at the town, and oh, Denna is everywhere. Yes, and it's nowhere. scary. <laughs> like she might as well be the Chandrian because <laughs> she's. That's there how bad are she is. theories <laughs> about Denna's association with Chandrian. I'm not gonna get into oh, any spoilers. This is gonna be wild okay. for book two, but like. You kind of see slight little hints for little associations, possibly. Oh, I'll okay. say. <laughs> okay, so that that makes me a little more happy. <laughs> as terrible as that sounds. Like it's still very. I I'll just shut my mouth. Okay, I okay. shouldn't yeah, be saying yeah, these yeah. things. I have yet to read the second book. Um. Oh, let's see. He goes to the town. The Chadrian killed a bunch of uh, towns people and folk for at a wedding there which is the rumor here and it it um it lined up with other uh signs that it was a chandrian so he quickly goes to the town he finds denna there who was the sole survivor um he kind of does a little bit of investigating he finds the he doesn't really get a lot of good information except like one small piece like he doesn't even visit the place where it all went down in the end yeah they do no it, they never went to the site they just go to that barn I don't think was the wedding there yeah him and Denna go to the barn and I thought the wedding was somewhere else like in a I imagine the wedding was like in a field <laughs> off to the side and they just never went there no the wedding the was there yeah. oh okay that makes a lot more sense because like he never ended up actually going to the wedding site but I guess <laughs> it was the barn I guess I never I'm not that smart, apparently. <laughs> uh, maybe it wasn't. I mean, it, I guess it doesn't say directly. Oh, but it's... Actually, that's another thing that's nice about this book, is that it doesn't hold your hand in too much. Like, it lets you put some things together if you want to. A lot of things, yeah. Like, it doesn't go out yeah. of its way to explain things at all, really. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have a lot of um, flashbacks, which is also nice, because there's a lot of cases that it could. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I remembered what my dad sang about that one yeah, time. Yeah, it's <laughs> more like he forgets everything, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, they find th all the information he gets there is that the, the thing... So the reason that Chandrian killed uh, all those people was because one of the guys found a pot basically with a bunch of Chandrian on like it. pictures yeah, yeah like. and he was gonna show it to everyone's and the Chandrian are like ah we can't have that um, and so they went and killed all those peeps there and then you see like the sign of the blue flame which is yeah what which piques have, his interest in yeah, the beginning yeah I have a weird theory about that the Dracus too um, <clears throat> yeah so, which is strange that the Dracus also has the blue yes uh, and I have a theory of why that is <laughs> which is gonna be wild you're gonna say I don't know Jeffrey <laughs> well, we can get into it when um, we get to the Dracus here in a yeah, minute, yeah yeah um, and so you're they um, kind of camp out in the woods they uh, all lovey-dovey semi-romance which is like my biggest gripe about this book but I'll get to that <laughs> later like I said um, uh, and then he they are camping um, they, f and the Dracus kind of appears somewhat. It's shooting out blue f flame into the sky, 
but it, it's basically like a big lizard dragon. Um, think of a dragon, no wings, big lizard. And it's vegetarian. It eats trees. <laughs> yes, which is kind of cool <laughs> and and funny. I have another funny funny observation, but. Um, and so they have some scuttles with the dragon. They found some drugs that some guy was making in the woods that the dragon got addicted to. They tried to kill the dragon because they didn't want it to go on a rampage to the town because of the Dracus. But it just made well, it even yeah, worse. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> they and, drugged it and yes. made it crazy. Yeah, the Dracus is attracted to fire because they explained it kind of coolly where it lives in the floods and woods and breathes fire. So if it didn't want to instinctually put out fires, then it would never have its food source. Yeah, I really like that explanation. Which was nice. Yeah. It, um, there's a thing like um, when you're talking with eldritch beasts or abominations, which is like the extra uh, s extraterrestrial or existential crisis. Um, it's a writing thing where you kind of want to have your big beasts if it's not an eldritch monster normally, because those are just like world calamities. But if you have a big beast in a story, it's good to have it reasonable. Like. If it's going to have big, sharp teeth, like, why does it have big, sharp teeth? Like, thinking mm -hmm. about the ecosystem, or would it really live in this place because it's too big to <laughs> actually, like, um, survive? And that's kind of cool how they went yeah, that. Yeah, the Dracus, <clears throat> it doesn't feel like it's, like, a fairy tale, necessarily. Yeah. Like, this is something that you can feel is a part of the mm -hmm. world But But it was, a, like, more of a, not a mythical, but a rare beast, the Dracuses are. Yeah. They're not seen very Like, often. it's not like anything we have, but it's something that you could understand that it has its place in their world mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Um, it goes on the rampage towards the town. Quoth kills the Dracus in the town, um, kind of regarding himself as a he hero. He, like, accidentally becomes the hero. Well, he uh, not accidentally, but... By good chance gets, and a little bit of lying. Yeah, he gets put in the place of the hero a lot of times, so he gets kind of lucky in that aspect. Yeah, I feel like he gets undermined a lot of the time, so, <laughs> also. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's very good, like... How it's not always like, oh yeah, we knew that he did this because, you know, it's chaos and we're just watching him do it. No, it's like, oh, two people happen to see this guy maybe do something. Yeah, which adds to like the, his mythical kind of status. Yeah. Like, he isn't like the hero that everyone looks to while it happens, but it's like rumor kind of gets around. Oh, mm -hmm. there was this guy with fire red hair mm -hmm. and he was the one who did this or did that. Yeah. But um, he saves the town. He gets that piece of information I re referred to earlier, um, potentially killing a little girl. Uh, definitely not on purpose. <laughs> I hate that he did that. I was like, he's so stupid. Like, at least at the end of the conversation, Gives tell the, the charm little, to the tell the little kid, don't ever speak of this to anybody. <laughs> because don't talk about the Chandrian. Yeah, listen, this charm will keep you safe and shut up and don't ever say utter a word about the Chandrian or else you're dead. Like, he doesn't but give and, her any warning. He yeah. just like lets her go. Like, she de <laughs> he definitely killed that kid. I'm not lying. <laughs> that kid is not surviving. Instead, he's like, keep this charm. It'll, It'll keep, keep you safe, safe from all the demons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, oh my goodness, this guy. <laughs> um, I, I just couldn't believe He it. does lie a lot. Yeah. Um, he he goes, he makes his way back, and that's basically the end of the book. Oh, kind of important. He kind of uh, says the name of the wind, which... Oh, yeah, Ambrose cool. steals his loot for a second, just like... Throws it on the ground-ish. <laughs> yeah, kind of being mean and kind of fooling around in a mean way, I guess. Mm -hmm. He was upset because his assassination attempt failed and he's still goading him. <laughs> They're like bad rivals, I guess. I don't know, not even rivals, but bad uh, blood between them. Yeah. They're just classic university enemies, yeah, if that enemies. makes any sense. Yeah, yes. 
Um, and then he gets so mad, he shouts something and makes him a tumbleweed for a few seconds. Yeah, and I love how it doesn't, like, say what the name of the wind is. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I like about the naming system is, so, basically, if you know the name of things, you can alter it, um, which is cool, or you can call upon it. You can muster it, I guess. You can... You can, like, tell it what to do. Yes. And as far as I can tell how the naming system works is it's not always the same like it's not ever the wind one is definitely ever changing just how how when it when they say things they reference it a lot but like the stone one i think it depends on what kind of stone you're interacting with because the crazy guy makes a few comments um and you have to like have this weird in in intuition and like you have to kind of be in touch with what what you're doing like one of my theories is the only reason he was able to call upon the wind is when he was up on top of that roof looking at the wind and seeing its true nature more or less Ah. and the leaves blowing like if he didn't have that one specific scenario i don't think he would ever been able to do it because he never took the time to actually like um not interact but like make more sense of it and like say oh you know what he learns it more deeply yes yeah like he it that was, makes a lot of sense like, actually my my going theory is that if he never did that he wouldn't have been able to call upon the wind because he wasn't not knowledgeable but like in tune with it you kind of have to know it intimately to know it's yeah that makes sense and, and he yeah. definitely says like he zoned out like he wasn't sure how long he was there just like staring at the wind and imagine taberlin the great <laughs> that's like, a name that sticks in your head if you ever read this <laughs> Taverlin the Great yes. he knew the name of all things yes. um, and they were his to command or something like that Yeah. <laughs> which it was funny at the beginning I was like getting him and Quoth confused and they were telling stories <laughs> at the in, in Tavern I'm like wait a minute who are we referencing I was like oh, <laughs> like they were all just one and then I was just like okay that guy's a legend and then they tell legendary stories about Quoth. <laughs> um, a little more down to earth, like more explainable than yeah. the Taverlin the Great story. But still just as contrived and wrong. But yeah, um, uh, let's see, where were we? Oh, he calls the name of the wind. That's basically the end of the book. He gets cool nicknames. Oh, there's a lot to this book. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, so when he calls the name of the wind and he like throws Ambrose down to the ground with At it. At first he was Emir, right? Yes. No, that's the... He's the Emir... No, no, that's sorry, the race, sorry. right? Yes, yeah. that's the race. My bad. Those are the knights. He's um, Raylar. No, that's what he becomes. Elier. Elier. Wait, Elier. Elier. Okay. <laughs> Elier Quoth. Quoth. <laughs> um. So he he gets actually promoted. They the masters had initially voted to expel him, and Master Hem obviously wanted to expel him because mm-hmm. he doesn't like him at all, and. It ended up that Elodin, who's like the crazy master who doesn't have everything <laughs> quite right in his head, oh he is good at naming, and he ends up promoting Quoth. As his like sponsor, basically. Like yes. Yeah. Student-ish, kind of, I kind of pictured that as. Yeah, he gets to join um, Elodin's, Elodin's class um, for naming, and I don't know if, do you get into the class in book one or not really? No, he didn't. He not really? He didn't okay. get there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you no. see, so we see oh, the, you just what the class it, is Caleb. like. You just You it. know he got into the class. I hope he jumps off more roofs. <laughs> That's all I hope he deserves. That. I love that part. He's just <laughs> He's the like, first time that he was meets the him. Stupidest thing I ever seen anyone do. <laughs> it actually goes back to a different instance of him, which really was funny. So um, earlier in the book, Ben was teaching him sympathy, and he he had the stupid thought of 
tying the wind and his lungs together to call the name of the wind and that basically made him out of breath because he couldn't use his lungs to move all that air so he couldn't ever breathe in yeah um, and so that's kind of his um level of smarts in at times like he's good at things but he's not always great um so that is that and that kind of gets showcased again when he's with um Alodin, is that the crazy guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's with Alodin, and he's trying to get him to teach him the name of the wind, and he's showing him the insane asylum because people go crazy <laughs> there, and the and he Alodin shows him breaks his office or his not office but his um uh, cell walls because he went insane at s- some point. Um, and he's they're on like a second f- floor, and like at the last um el- quote keeps thinking this is some kind of well it was kind of a test but he's really in the mindset of it's it's a test and Elodin says jump off this roof like as the final lesson and And he's like I'm gonna jump off the wind and yeah and quote is like oh this is the final lesson he's gonna save me with the name of the wind so he just goes (laughs) and like jumps it off the (laughs) jumps off the roof and falls and (laughs) that kills himself breaks his rib or something yeah which is great I'm like (laughs) this is how stupid this guy is and like that's a good explanation and the <laughs> Loden says it really well he's like I would never tell anyone this stupid and reckless what the, uh, the, any of that information like you're not nearly <laughs> ready <laughs> yeah which oh. does make sense like Quoth does a lot of growing up between yeah. also, that time also mention he is um, I want to say around 15 and he's 16, very young uh, while this for is taking being place. at the university yeah and he's really young so he's definitely the immature teen and it, it shows a lot um, so that was basically like a big overview. Uh, let's get into things we enjoyed most about this book. I really liked the world building. It was very neat. I love how they tied and tied the stories into um, the rest of it. For instance, he at the end later part of the book, he's hearing a story about himself because he's kind of incognito undercover at the tavern because yep. he doesn't like all the attention which is kind of cool and the stories give you good world building history and it also ties into what he's searching for in the future and what he's already found like for instance the <clears throat> when he's in Tarbian the guy <laughs> the storyteller which kind of spurs him on um is talking about the origin of the basically worldish not the world but like the big nation and he references Helios or how was it Helios? Heliax Heliax which is funny that <laughs> uh, quote doesn't even like register that like oh I've heard that name before like he's I shut was, it out it so, so terrible and you know as the reader you're like oh this is the same exact dude who was from the but earlier. he's it just shows he never, how psychologically uh, damaged he, never, he is and how he separated like, he mind. never references it at the end. Like, he doesn't seem like he ever put that together yet. Like, he um, it was kind of a little <laughs> bit like, seriously, dude? Like, There's not even the adult, like, the 25-year-old quote being like, and I didn't realize at the time. Yes, but. yeah, I know. No, he doesn't say that, which is why I said there was no flashbacks, which is funny. Um, and it happens another time when he was talking about a story where it was like these two really simple pieces, like, oh, puzzle pieces fit together, but he's just like, nope, doesn't want to know about that, apparently. He doesn't care enough. But I was like, oh, come on. So I really liked the um, intertwining of stories. I really liked the uh, use of music as a big part of the um, storyline. Like, it wasn't the main... Uh, theme or anything or maybe not theme but it wasn't the main focus but it was a driving factor that always 
had good use and spurred the story on. Yeah, it's a key part of his life. And it and it did really um, well to describe a musician. I I could respect that, and I said, oh, that's that's good. I like that. Um, let's see, characters were good. Yeah, that's about all I'll say. Oh, the the magic system was pretty decent. It was good. <laughs> Which one are you talking about, though? But both of them. I really liked how sympathy wasn't this overpowered thing. I don't love how powerful the naming system is, but if it's like I think it is where you can't always use it and you have to be, like, good, like, uh, you have to kind of be in yeah. tune with it, then I'll appreciate it more. Yeah. Like, I don't... I think it's going to be more along those lines, but I'm just hoping. Yeah. You have to be borderline crazy to use it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. You have to be, like, way over on that side of the spectrum. Yeah. Like, more in touch with the abstract mm-hmm. than the yeah. real world. Which, it does concern me that it kind of can be used as this fail-safe for certain situations, which is a little bit disappointing, but we'll see how that goes in the future. Yeah. As, like, oh, he doesn't know it, and then the last resort, he thinks of it. Like, that would be, like, ah, a little bit degrading. De- de- purposing not degrading because that seems a little bit ra- harsh but like devaluing yeah the use of it more or less so there there's so much i enjoy in this <laughs> book um and the other books as well um hopefully book three comes out soon <clears throat> um, but you know the authors yeah i mean i guess i'm happy for Actually, it's a good it's a better thing i'll say that you don't want it rushed because I heard that yes. uh, some authors would rush their work if it gets too popular and yes. it gets bad. And I won't mention any names, but some authors definitely do do that. And I appreciate that um, Patrick Rothfuss, he does definitely take his time. And you see that in the writing, mm-hmm. that it's very intricate, as yeah. Jeff was saying. I imagine he like had this whole story mapped out from beginning to end maybe a little roughly and there's but always knows. every subtle little detail that you hear is going to be significant yeah. somewhere down the road that's that's kind of what i was referencing earlier about the whatever his name is gun or whatever um so my my favorite part of the story uh, okay i i can't choose a favorite part <laughs> but here's just one one thing that i like um and apparently Jeff doesn't like. Um, it's the relationship between Quoth and Denna. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I'm going to get to it and dislike somewhere. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. There's just something super relatable slash beautiful slash I wish I were in Quoth's shoes so I could just fix everything he's doing wrong right now. <laughs> see, that annoyed me the yeah. worst. Oh, my goodness. But oh. you see... I don't know. They, just like the subtleties, like in their dialogue, and you, Denna has a patron apparently, and or you never really. For now. Yeah, you never really learn that much about her patron, and that's cough, a. Cough, definitely a champion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So that's a big mystery. Ugh. And also you see one of the exam questions that Quoth is asked um, to get into the university is what are seven words what are the seven words that will make a woman love you and I don't remember what he says but basically he doesn't, he doesn't answer he has, he he has says, no oh, idea and, and they're like oh okay you don't know that one or, and whatever I think it was probably a load in yes it was that, a load surely. it was it was <laughs> um, but then you see later on with his relationship with Denna if you see all the seven word sentences it's 
pretty insane. Um, it's true. And she even, Denna says that a few. He's like, she says. She's she like, are you it. just saying things in seven words <laughs> because of what you told me before? And he's like, well, am I? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It just kind of puts you on the edge of sanity just seeing how close <laughs> close quoth comes to actually saying how he feels mm. and how miserably far away he is from actually getting anywhere with the relationship so mm. yeah i can't believe you like that caleb <laughs> oh my goodness all right i'll let you keep going i don't know it's just it's just held oh. it's held in perfect imperfection i guess you could say like mm. it's very artful how you're kind of strung along through this whole point. Like, I'm not a, a romance guy when it comes to reading really that much, but somehow Patrick Rothfuss has managed to create this thing. And he, he has mentioned in... It was uh, it was some sort of interview that I watched with him. I, I'll link it in the description if I find it. But he mentioned that Denna is kind of slightly inspired by a character in his own life. Um, so, um, there's that, which I guess kind of makes her more real and makes the whole thing more beautiful to experience, even though it's frustrating at times. So that, that's my kind of, um, general, I, I liked this part a lot. All right. Um, <clears throat> and on to the dislikes. I really did not like the romance in this book. It was not to my liking one little bit. Perfect I, timing. I hated Denna. I hated Quoth <laughs> for trying to pursue Denna. Like, okay, I get it. Like, as a younger person, like, I know the feeling of meandering and, like, being selfish and trying to keep options open. But, like, just ditch Denna. Like, she's not worth it at all. Like, you may like her, you but have it's... You to chase it, her too hard. Yes, yes, it's not... And obviously, if it's like that, just, like, you know what give up <laughs> like stop please it's so annoying to me it's like and you're if you're not if you're not gonna go and like outright say it that he loves her then just leave like there's no point in you going running in circles for i agree four with years that of your life personally i mean he yeah. had far better options available multiple times and you're just like oh, what's, no what's her name from the the science which one building uh, what's one, her name the one that he saves yeah the one he saves like from the fire fena or is that a different fella, fella fella that's fella. her name yeah there's fella and that was so nice there's another one too that he could have easily gotten Debbie? Uh, De no, Debbie. Not Debbie. <laughs> yes, if you wanted to, but she's on the edge. <laughs> yeah, but there's another one I thought that it was like Abel. Oh, it was the maybe even possibly the the um, doctor lady. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the name, but like, there's like definitely better opportunities for him. But he's just like, nope. And I just couldn't stand that. Every all the portions with Denna in it, it just bothered me. It just, like, said, oh, come on, just get over it. Like, unfortunately, I, I I get it, and maybe that's why I don't like it, because I, it's not that I've been in that situation, but, like... It's I, very relatable. Like, I you know can how it, it. I know yeah. how it is, and I, and now I hate that, because it's like, no, not my, not my speed. Like, uh, it's just, like, way too meandery for me. I'm like, just, eh, commit. The, uh, another dislike I have is... I really don't love the main character. Quoth as the young, stupid genius. I just couldn't stand him sometimes. Like, right now, reading this book, I really want to... I'm way more interested in the Quoth 
that you meet in the beginning and like the the old the tired out ah. the gone through the story is well, done lucky with for you every page that you turn i, I know closer. but it's never i can tell you it's not gonna complete like <laughs> even book three i have my sincere worries that you're not gonna get quoth after this i feel like you're just gonna get quoth up to it for the most part <clears throat> because there's a lot he still needs to cover like, they haven't gotten to the crazy war that he starts, which he just briefly mentions. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, he started a war. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, he's going to different realms and stuff. Like, what the heck? As far as I can gather. Like, yeah. It gets wild, but uh, which you don't hear about any of this. But I'm like, I would much rather, much interested, much more interested in the um, older, worn out, like, done with life quote. Like, that's such <laughs> a more interesting character to me. Like, the, the after his stupid journeys like i want to i want to i want to know like that's where i want to pick up like and so i didn't he not to say it was a bad character it just he didn't maybe he didn't he wasn't my favorite character to follow like mm. it just his actions maybe they're maybe i'm just stupid and i'm far too relatable <laughs> these <laughs> stupid actions as i look back and i said oh i wish i never did that or whatever but like it just uh, not as interesting to me like it wasn't close actions that kept me going is more the whole rest of it that kept me going so those are my main dislikes um for the most part oh theory time before we finish all right well first i have to i forget i'll mention the part in the other episode when he talked about books was the part when he shows up hemsworth that was the part you referenced in the book episode when quoth um uses sympathy on hemsworth and teaches the class oh yeah was looked yes. under which was great. Um, he basically shows a t teaches the teacher class and like kind of does some bad things, but not really, <laughs> which is great. He's and very audacious. Yes. And I don't remember what the other part was, but there's another part you mentioned that I was like, oh, I read this. Um, all right. <clears throat> theory time. My theory that the, which, okay, so in Is this the, about the Dracus? This is the Dracus. It never, he... Quoth never stated that Dracuses are known to have blue fire. Like he, I did notice. He that. rattles out a whole bunch of facts about him, but he never mentions anything about fire. It could be one of two things. My more fun one that I like to think is it was because the Dracus got um, addicted to the resin, the dinner resin or the sweets, mm. sweet, <laughs> which is funny, um, and that turned his fire blue, which is the one I like more. And because you can make blue lamps out of something blue lights out of something yeah the sympathy quoth, lamps yeah which is wait not quite magic but they're like basically forever aren't the burning aren't lamps red usually though yes but he is, was making blue ones he's that's ah. what happens when he, the thing, oh and he the like kind explodes. of got in trouble no he didn't at all because it wasn't really his fault oh okay is that a different part when he makes like the light that yeah that was that, that was not the blue ones um that's like the one that you can dim yeah, right. no. The reason, so you can make sympathy lamps, which are basically like really bright, better candles that don't... Don't start rooms. fires. Don't, yeah, don't start fires. So don't burn the library yes, down. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're, I think they're like forever burning, or pretty much forever Very burning. Very close, at um, least. And so for his project to get further in the university, he has to make one, or he makes one, and he makes one directional, like a lantern instead of a lamp, or I don't know what it'd be called, but he makes one directional with a dimmer, um, which the dimmer wasn't the bad part, but the directional part is the one that, um, what's his name? Elksadol. El Elksadol did not like because you can use it for signaling and bad things at night. 
Yeah. So that's why he wasn't appreciative. Like, this of is him. a burglar tool. <clears throat> yeah. You should not be making this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I know the reason why he made it because he wants to sneak into the library. <laughs> of course he made it. Um, but that's another another thing. But uh, but he was making those blue emitter wicks basically. Mm-hmm. Which is funny that you could make the blue light, even though it seems very <laughs> not it, more mythic. So that's my theory on why the Dracus flame is blue, or it could just be something with the Chandrian nonsense, which is well. Weird. Is it possible that the Chandrian were still right in that area and but they made one, the Dracus fire blue? Yeah, but if you're going on that lines, then why wasn't the campfires blue? Ah, uh, good point. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so but I something I, about the Dracus. I think I like the theory of the resin because because obviously something makes blue fire naturally also. So maybe it was just the resin. Yeah. Oh, and going on the Dracus, the funny thing is like they quoth never like thought that the Dracus's internal body like might not even he might not even be that affected by the um, drugs basically because like <laughs> if he can eat burning trees I'm pretty sure he has a thick stomach like yeah, I think he, he like totally like <laughs> that's the one thing that he forgot about like digestive system tract like that thing is so tough probably <laughs> he just estimates when he's trying to poison it he just estimates greed, based on how money. much it weighs and then yeah. pretends it's a human that weighs like mm-hmm. a lot more than a human yeah. and then he like he says like he doubles the dose and then, and then he like doubles it, again. doubles it again just to be sure and yeah, then but it still isn't triples even close. that just to be sure and then, but it still wasn't even close yeah and all for greed too <laughs> yeah and <laughs> you get a drug crazed fire breathing lizard mm-hmm. that takes out the town of Traven pretty much <laughs> yeah not really killing anyone though no not really just general destruction and burning of stuff burning, burning. yes that yeah that's no. an interesting theory oh my yeah, that's that's my theory. Another thing I'm interested in is I wanna I I'm actually interested when he trains with that one order that he mentions. Um, oh, the like basically not the, the Lathani, but the the night guys basically. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's mentioned in one of the I stories. don't remember their name, but they <laughs> but, follow the way of the Lathani. It's yeah. in book two. Yeah, but I, I'm I think that would be cool for that training period with them. Hopefully, it's to my it's, liking. It's pretty cool, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of wild things going on in this book. Um, I guess I don't really have any other... Oh, one of the theories I had is it was odd that the Chandrian le- left Quoth alive. And in the that it short... It is weird. It, in that short meeting, there was something that happened that was abnormal. So obviously... Either somebody was there or there's a strange power because like they looked up in the sky and then they like got scared and ran basically. Hmm. Is what I gathered from Very that. <laughs> suspicious. Yeah, which is um pretty wild. There's something more powerful than the Chandrian. Yes. Oh, oh, what I thought would be funny is if um it ended up mirroring mirroring the um I, it won't. But if it ends up kind of mirroring the beginning story of the kingdom where, like, the love of the two starter people, like, mm-hmm. was so strong, but then it actually ended up in corruption, like, that'd be cool to also play off with um, Quoth and Dana, or Dena. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, because I know that's a good writing Oh, tactic. we didn't talk about Ari at all. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Ari is she's there, but she's... I don't know. You'll if you read the books, you'll mm-hmm. see Ari is very, very 
like m- mystical. She is quoth if he got um, abandoned if he accidentally um, was a street orphan at the university, basically. <laughs> kind <laughs> of. That's how I would picture it. Except she isn't like ambitious, like quoth. Well, but she's like quoth in his um, bad state. Like if he never healed, if never semi recovered. Um, maybe, maybe. <clears throat> oh, another theory, which is going to be wild theories because it was only briefly mentioned at the end of the book, but there's definitely different realms, like planes of existence in this yep, book. Because yep, like, sure. um, what's his name? Bast. Bast is like a demon dude. Not They don't call him demons, but like, they like reference like he's the, a demon dude <laughs> basically they, they like reference like the fae or something i was like oh that's definitely a different plane or <laughs> definitely this is a different like species right you may see the fae realm in book two i was I gonna mean... say i was gonna say yeah there's some wild things going down here i was like this is bad <clears throat> um so i was like yeah definitely they're going to different dimensions at some point <laughs> um opening bad doors quite literally and figuratively and the yeah the mysterious doors in the library as well you never really there's hints at what might be behind them but you don't Mm -hmm. quite know for sure yeah there's always mystery in all these yeah there uh we didn't ever mention simon and will will okay i wasn't sure if it was will yeah but those are his close university buddies yeah they they help him out of a bunch of scrapes Mm mm-hmm are they? Is that in this book when they help him when they stay awake for him so that he doesn't? No, that's in book two. Okay, okay I'll cut that out. Things. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I know. Um, anyways, any theories that aren't super spoilery? It's probably gonna be hard for you since you already read book two. Um, or any- I'll just <laughs> I'll mention something that is only book one. Um, okay. this isn't my idea so i'll link the video where i got it all right um this is an excellent theory video and it's only over book one like there's no book two spoilers in this um but definitely book one theories and spoilers um it's by captured in words he he's super knowledgeable knowledgeable about these books and he does a great job with these but one of the things i got from his videos is you notice that quoth is unnaturally like accidentally good at a lot of things and you see that he's he accidentally gives when he is bartering for the horse um for this guy (laughs) he accidentally names the horse one sock sock (laughs) because he doesn't know the language and he thinks he's giving it a name like twilight or something i i think Uh um but then you see the guy instantly like lower his price. He's like, "Oh, you found me out. Don't yeah, yeah. Just, he, he I'll, painted, I'll do it for seventeen yeah, or whatever. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, he ends up getting it for like fourteen or something. Like whatever it was. Um, or no, it was sixteen, and then he bargains on the fifteen. But um, he paint. They painted the hoof down to yeah, uh, black basically. But Quoth didn't it. actually even know. <laughs> he just accidentally gave the horse the right name in the wrong language. <laughs> Which gives a little bit of hint that Quoth may or may not be skilled with naming. Like, um... Oh, that's really interesting. It's just a very subtle hint. Like, he coincidentally, accidentally gives this horse the perfect name that it needs. Like, I don't know. I'm looking forward to book three and what... If it explains more about how Quoth is good at giving things the right name. Uh, And also, um... Sheer luck, my friend. Like, uh... What is it? Oh, I shouldn't say that one. (laughs) We won't won't say that one. Oh, man. At some point, if I ever read the second 
book and then the short one we can have a great compilation maybe another book review and then a, uh, a theory video the theory video oh my goodness <laughs> I'd have to do my research for that. That would be insane. Yeah. Oh man, is there any like other works off based off of these, like no movies or anything? Because like these there are, are movies, kind of in the works oh, more okay. or less. Like you they're in the see? talks. You know what I want to see? Oh, I'd love to see an like an animated version of that because that would work very well. Yeah. Because I think what, there's it's actually a show okay. that's going to be coming out, and I that think it's good. about Quoth's parents. Oh, okay. So maybe not super exciting, but <laughs> Say, you uh, learn more, maybe? I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, because with animating things, like, I was thinking, like, 2D animation, like, you can do a lot of this crazy stuff a lot easier. Yeah, than, and it doesn't have to look yeah. super believable if it's yeah. 2D. Well, no, but there's some, like, 2D animated shows that are actually pretty decent, like um, Airbender, Avatar, like, that's a little more cartoony. Yeah, but there is definitely like uh, quality stuff out there. Yeah, which I think I feel like it would work decently well in that medium. And if I was any better, I would totally try to do the first few chapters in it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it would take me years to get that skill level and a lot of time to make actually. But it would be wicked fun. <clears throat> <laughs> well, if it'd be that fun. Why don't you do it? Because I need more skill and more time, which I haven't uh. either. Yeah. Like, I have to build up so much skill, and then I have to... It would take so much time. Yeah. But it would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, I really, I really, really enjoyed this book. This was a great listen, read. Um, definitely gets the wheels turning and all the names. <laughs> honestly, I would honestly say, listen to this. You should link the YouTube version of other audiobook if yeah, if it's it. still up on YouTube, okay. I didn't find it oh, okay. before. Uh, but if but I can find where you can get the audiobook, I'll link yeah, it. Yeah, but like the the reading of the names makes it all that better, and then the accent of that one the one people is so good. <laughs> like it adds to it enough. The Sealdish accents. Yeah. I didn't like his female voice though, but other than that, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the female, yeah, yeah, it's sometimes not great. But no, it, it was really. It was really enjoyable. It had it if, to me. It had its bore, not boring, but less appealing parts. And but all in all, it was good enough. Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm just looking forward to rereading these firstly, and then the eventual getting book three. I can only imagine how fast book three is gonna sell out. No. Since this is like this series oh, yeah. is when, twenty when, years yeah, old. Yeah, when did the first right? one come out? That's what I, I think two thousand eleven. Oh, that's pretty old. And then no. The mm, I think this yeah, the second one came out in two thousand eleven. Oh my. So it's <laughs> so the second one is ten years old. Wow. More than that. Um so yeah. The the Doors of Stone though, it's it's been written but now it's just being refined from what i can gather like and knowing his level of like little word crafting it could be a, a good <laughs> while more yeah but within my lifetime hopefully yeah oh <laughs> by the way um best character in the whole book definitely aaron uh, i won't say much more if you know you know aaron yeah i don't know you don't know he must not be important aaron it's a good thing the smithy's son who beats that dude smithy's son tavern i thought his, i thought the smithy's son was caleb no that's the that is the guy who got attacked by the spider 
things. Oh, really? Yeah, at the end of the book, basically, it was like, he kills the dude who was... Oh, yeah, the the skin dancer. Possessed, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> he names him... He They say his name, finally. Obviously, the MVP of the whole book. Right yeah, there. they just he's, called him Boy before, He's gonna right? be the new main character. Like, this guy is legit. Like, from, <laughs> from when he first got introduced, I said, oh, I know, this is gonna be the good character to follow. Yeah, because he's, like, naturally curious and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, <clears throat> there's so much more that we could have said, and... So much we didn't. But... I mean, if you want to learn more, obviously read, read the, book. the book for yourself. And if I still suggest reading it after you listen to this, if you haven't, because it's worth it. Yeah, and then I don't know oh. if you listen yeah. to this without having read it. I hope it's kind of given you a little bit of a sneak peek, and yeah. it wasn't spoiled yeah. too much. Yeah, well, I mean, we have so there's so much we didn't touch. We didn't touch a lot. We probably missed, like whole subsections. We missed yeah. entire characters. That's how bad it was. <laughs> entire like secondary characters. Yeah, yeah. easily. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I did lie the last where I got corrected. We do actually have a Twitter, which is wild. We do. <laughs> he showed me. I was like, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe my eyes. So um, if you want to check us out or contact us, I guess you can do it there. Indeed. Yeah. All right, we will be looking <laughs> forward to. Uh, <laughs> Um, like, nope, making more content. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of us. Will. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, signing off for now. We will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. <laughs> I couldn't think of what to say. I was like, wait a minute.